If you feel regret, even though you believe at a deep level you made the right decision, I would argue that you're more, you're currently more nervous about the future uncertainty than you were the unaligned uncertainty of what you just left. We usually don't change until the pain of not changing is great enough. And sometimes that takes too long. So sometimes you might have to manufacture your own pain. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University where we help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, episode number 1,493, Growth Can Be Lonely. Thank you for listening to me complain about my growing pains. Today for episode number 1,494, Regret can come from the right decisions too. I think oftentimes when we're thinking of regret, we think of making the wrong decision and then looking back on it with a new sense of awareness and saying, wow, I really wish I didn't make that choice or that decision. But regret can come from the right decisions too in the short run. So think of if you have ever been in a relationship that wasn't serving you and you got to the place where either you left the person, you left the relationship, the person left you, you departed the relationship amicably, whatever. I think many of us have that moment of regret saying, oh no, I think I made the wrong decision. Or maybe you left a job that absolutely made you miserable. I had this moment when I left my job, I had a moment where I said, oh my goodness, I just made the biggest mistake ever. And I regretted it for a short time. I think the reason that happens is because when we, when we make a new decision, regardless of whether it's the right decision or the wrong decision, we're faced with uncertainty. Even if it's uncertainty of opportunity, I think that's what creates the regret. It's uncertainty of, I don't know what's going to happen versus the certainty of misalignment. And I really think that is why it's very, it's very common to make emotional decisions when you regret something because you want to get out of regret as fast as you can. So say you, say you finally work up the courage to have a tough conversation with your partner and you say, hey, I, I've been thinking about this for a while. I don't think this is working anymore. I think it would probably serve me and it would probably serve you at a deep level if we just went our own separate ways and we found people who could meet our needs in a more sustainable way. And I'm sure that's how it usually goes. <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically, yeah. let's say that's how you said it. <laughs> and you have that next day when you wake up and you're moving stuff out or a week later when the person texts you and says, Hey, what's the network, the Netflix password? I don't remember. You might have that regret and say, ah, was it really that bad though? I mean, it, it sure, it sure was better than me sleeping on the mattress that's on the floor in this new apartment and having no furniture. It was, it was better than that. So the uncertainty of what the future is going to hold, oftentimes 
it forces us to revert to the certainty of something that was misaligned in the first place. And I think that's, that's where regret comes from, even when you make the right decision. I had, I told you this, Alan, for the, for the newer listeners, I purchased a new car a few months ago, four months ago, I think. And when I left the dealership- really only that long ago? I think it was June. Everything's going by so fast, man. Or but also wait, so slow. But also so slow. Yeah. Yeah, it's It's wild. like the day-to-day is really fast, but then you look back, it's only been three, four months. Yeah. That's insane. I it feel like wild. you've had that BMW for years. Same. Same. <laughs> same. But I had Continue. a moment when, when I left the dealership. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. was crying because of gratitude. I was like, I cannot believe this is my vehicle now. This is the wildest thing ever. I cannot... I just got this thing off the showroom. Oh my goodness, what is my life? And I remember when I got home, I was like, I just made the biggest mistake of my life. Oh my <laughs> God. I don't know if I want this. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to enjoy this thing. Mm-hmm. I might be miserable every time I get it. Now, gratefully, that that hasn't been the case. But I regretted it, even though I know it was the right decision for me. I got to drive that bad boy in Pittsburgh. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was terrified. When we went to Pittsburgh... No, no, I wasn't terrified of your driving, but remember that the driveway, how sketchy that driveway was? <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you live in Pittsburgh, yeah. you'll know this better than I, but the way the houses are set up in many neighborhoods in Pittsburgh, there's... Oh, yeah, it's mayhem. It's mayhem, and there's just street parking, but there's like this alley behind that has a driveway, and the alley, when I say there was no extra room, there was no extra room. It was sketchy. Yeah, it was a risky game. Getting sure. up there. But all of that to say... I've left jobs and I've had regret, even though it was 1,000% the right decision. I've left relationships and I've had regret, even though it 10,000% was the right decision. And I've made purchases of things that I do believe were the right decision, but I still had some sort of regret around it. It's the certainty of misalignment versus the uncertainty of opportunity. I really think that's what happens if you have regret when you make a positive constructive decision kevin and i talk about heart driven but no bs on this podcast we haven't been talking about it as much but for the new listeners that's sort of our mantra heart driven but no bs meaning we're trying to help you but we also want to help you with unpleasant truths one of the unpleasant truths that we share on this podcast is if you do what's easy your life will most likely be hard if you do what's hard your life will be easier in this case i think better not easier And oftentimes, I I recently did this game. (laughs) My coaching calls probably sound really funny at this point. (laughs) I play this game with my clients called True, False, Semi-True. And me and my client close our eyes on Zoom. And I say, true or false, uh, true, false, semi-true. And then I just say these statements. And it's me collecting data, really. I blank am the most fulfilled version of myself that I've ever been. True. True. Okay, I blank in maximizing my potential more than I ever have. True. And then eventually there's some semi-trues in there and occasionally there's a false, almost never with a false. And the reason why I do that is because one of the questions that I always ask is fulfillment. Now, I think the two best teachers are fulfillment and regret. Right now we're talking about regret. When you make a choice, when you're deeply unfulfilled in a relationship or you're deeply unfulfilled at work or you're deeply unfulfilled with that business or there's something outside of alignment, I believe fulfillment is the soul's recognition of alignment with your highest calling, with your highest potential, with your highest contribution. I really do believe that and I've, I've got a ton of data to back that up because I coach people all over the world. Now, 
my goal with my coaching essentially is to get you in alignment. In alignment with your highest self. In alignment with your highest business success. In alignment with your highest fitness success. Okay? So, here's the problem though. In order to get you in alignment, we have to break away from the old train tracks that you were on. And the old train tracks that you were on are comfortable. They're the known, they're the certain train tracks, they're the ones that you know, the job that you know, the job that you can do easily, the job that pays the bills, the the relationship that you know, the relationship where you're not really passionately in love anymore, but you would much rather stay there in comfort than have to get a new place or buy a new house or break up the kids and the family or whatever, get a divorce, get a separation agreement, you name it. And so what I'm trying to do in my coaching is essentially bring you into more alignment, but usually when you realign with a new higher calling, you have to break ties with something in the past. And that can be really, really painful. To Kevin's point, even though it might be the right choice, it doesn't mean it's not painful. As a matter of fact, the right choice might actually be more painful, at least short term. So this is my thesis. Every choice that you make that is towards your highest calling, aka your best, most fulfilled, rich, dynamic, positive life, I actually think is going to require a trade-off. And the trade-off is I have to accept short-term pain and discomfort for long-term gain and fulfillment. And so to your point, Kev, you leave, leave that you leave, you leave that relationship or you leave that job and then you get the pain up front. It's short-term pain because it wasn't all bad. Not everything about the job you hated. The money was good. Not everything about the relationship you didn't like. And then you're alone. You're in lonely land. So my beautiful girlfriend, Amelia, created this thing called the growth journey. It's a digital asset. Just picture a mountain. And there's three sections of this mountain. Okay? The first, and by the way, every story, every book, every movie is kind of built on the three-act structure And this is sort of the deal. So think of your favorite movie as well. So first is Old World. Old World is not inspiring. It's lower vibe. There's not a lot of goals or aspirations. It's usually surface level conversations. You know, how are you? Good. You know, same old, same old. What are you doing this weekend? That kind of thing. Time is mostly spent distracted. It's usually with old friends with an old purpose. It's usually a lot of people that aren't, aren't super accountable. They don't take a ton of responsibility for their life. Again, I'm reading off of Emilia's asset. Guilt trips and peer pressure is, is very common. In old world, there's a lot of guilt trips and peer pressure. It's usually a group of peers or people that are kind of stuck and they don't want anyone else to not be stuck. And they don't know that everyone's stuck. And it's the, the analogy here, as, as crude as this might sound, is the crabs in a bucket. It's kind of like... All the crabs could get out if they worked together, but instead they just pull each other down. And to, to make this more practical, by the way, I was on the phone with a client recently, one of my favorite clients, just unbelievable young man. And I said, here's the thing. I went from middle school to high school, which was old world to new world. And that was a really hard transition for me. Then I went from high school to college. That was another old world to new world transition. Really hard for me. I remember being like, whoa, how do I, how do, I do well here? I, I went from the smart kid to, oh my God, everyone's a genius. Then I went from college to corporate, which is another old world to new world transition. 
Then I went from corporate to entrepreneurship, which was a whole nother level. And so I went through these levels, right? I went through middle school to high school, high school to college, college to corporate, corporate to entrepreneurship. I said, listen, you're 18 years old, you're amazing, but you jumped from high school to entrepreneurship. So you skipped some serious levels and I'm proud of you and I'm, I'm going to help you every step of the way and I know he can handle it. But don't get it twisted. You are going to be so lonely right now because how many other people do that? Very, very few people go from high school straight to entrepreneurship. That's awesome. That's a unicorn level thing, but don't get it twisted. Your peers are not going to get you. There's not a lot of 18-year-olds that are starting companies. You know, that's a statistical anomaly. That's a, that's a wonderful thing. So just keep that in mind when I'm reading this. So old world is not inspiring, lower vibe, surface conversations, no goals and aspirations, old friends, old purpose, not a lot of responsibility, tons of guilt trips. Usually people poke fun at your growth. And there's a lot of nostalgia. Talking about the past more than anything, not a lot of talk about the future. And then the next is Lonely Land. And this is what Kevin's talking about when he talks about regret. Lonely Land is next, which is picture the mountain. It's the next layer, next level. Okay, the first leap of faith. Risking all known love, comfort, and sense of security, sense of self from those you've ever only ever known. And there's huge perceived social risk to this. So deciding not to go to college, Kev. Deciding not to go to college and start a company instead with my client. Big social risk. Okay. Hey, I wanted to give my experience working with Kevin and the rest of the Next Level University team. It has been such a seamless relationship. He is so easy to work with, Kevin, and he gives you all the information you need but doesn't overwhelm you. He's also um, meet you where you're at. So whatever you want to do, he'll make it work. And it's just, there's no stress. There's no drama. And everybody else that I've worked with has been patient with me because I am not technologically savvy. So they've been helpful and patient and just encouraging. And it's just been a fantastic experience. I highly, highly recommend working with them. Now here's Lonely Land. And this is Emilia's description. Lots of mirrors. You're constantly questioning your self-worth. So picture after that breakup or after that job or after that whatever, okay? Lots of mirrors questioning your self-worth and questioning your belonging in the world. Not really sure who you are yet. You haven't really found your tribe yet. It's high risk without a supportive community yet. And you're reverting back to old world tendencies, habits, and communities because it's more comfortable. So for me, I I broke up with an ex-girlfriend and then I went back and I went back and I went back because I was so afraid of being alone. Okay, so that's lonely land. And by the way, this is not unique to you. This is not unique to Kevin. This is not unique to me. This is a human experience. And even if you picture a movie, it's old world and then something tragic happens. Like in Batman, his parents get killed and then he gets kicked into new world and has to deal with lonely land first, that kind of thing. Okay, last last part. Then there's a second leap of faith that's required. Assuming you can handle lonely land. There's a second leap of faith that you can embark on. Risk of not being worth another leap, but believing it'll be worth it if you do. Leaping with stronger confidence and increased faith. So you've survived lonely land, and this is what new world can be like, can be, if you stick with it. If you can pull through the regret that Kevin was referring to. Okay. Focused on attracting your tribe and unbothered by those who try to misalign you. Heavy faith in the process and self has led to the compound effect of your growth. 
exponential and sometimes painful growth for those you choose to keep around you from old world. And then you're now a leader with new responsibilities, influence, and self-power through self-awareness. So Kevin and I, we'll use Kev. He was at an old job. He made six figures, the most money he'd ever made, and he decided to start a podcast. Starts a podcast, and I don't know, maybe four or five, six months in, he's on the road, wants to be podcasting, is still stuck at that job. Texts me with suicidal ideation, and again, correct me if I'm wrong about the syntax of the story. I don't know if the timeline's right, but it's okay if it's not. Okay. You were in Lonely Land, though, where you were kind of stuck between two worlds. Definitely. You wanted to be doing the podcast, but that was also scary because you didn't have money. You weren't making money from the podcast yet, but you were making money from Old World. Yes. And you needed to, you wanted to make the leap of faith, and you were basically stuck in Lonely Land where you're still working in Old World, the old job, but you're also trying to go into New World, which is this podcasting thing and the new industry and personal development and all this stuff. And so one of the examples of a story that Kevin shares is going to the Brendan Burchard event, and that was basically something that helped him ignite new world and realize that he does have personal development and that there are people and he does fit in and that kind of thing. So that was a big trip for us. And then eventually he quits his job and goes all in on the podcast. But then there's another form of lonely land, which is being broke and not knowing how to make money. And he stuck with it, stuck with it, stuck with it. And then eventually now he lives this new world where he next level university is the new world. We've rebranded from hyperconscious to next level university for those of us who are new listeners and now all of our dreams can come true here. But if he had stayed at that old job, there's no way that's possible. But when he did leave his job, there was definitely that lonely land moment of, oh my God, I might have just made the biggest mistake ever of all time. Uncertainty and extreme certainty, I think, cre- create regret. Because all, all you, if you have regret in the moment of something you've done in the past, it's because you have extreme certainty that it was the wrong choice. It's just, it's now I'm certain. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was, yeah, that wasn't the right choice. Okay, I really should have done that differently. Or when you have no certainty of what the future is going to hold, you cling on to the certainty that you once had. And I think that's, that's the unfortunate reason why many of us stay in situations that don't serve us, myself included in the past for sure. Because you've heard the quote, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. That's all they're saying. All they're saying is the certainty of unhappiness is better than the uncertainty of who knows what even though logically it's not but emotionally it makes sense emotionally it makes sense to a degree i guess i mean if you said i don't know you're gonna put you're gonna put one hand on the stove and there's four burners right so you gotta put one hand on the stove and the one you put it on is burning you. And I said, really quickly, you can put it on any other one you want. I can't tell you if it's going to be hotter or colder. It might actually be hotter. Mm. I'm going to bet you probably would. you probably test it out. So maybe it's not as illogical slash as Yeah, but what if you said you have to keep your hand on the new one? So let's say you have a yeah, warm burner. Fair. Let's say you have a warm burner that's kind of hurting you, yeah. but it's tolerable. Mm-hmm. And then there's three other burners. One of them's hotter than that one mm. that'll actually burn you. One of them is awesome, and the other one's freezing cold. And you yeah. have to take a risk and say, okay, I can't tell you which burner it's going to be. It could be hotter, it could be freezing cold, and even more painful, or it could be amazing. 
And that's that whole grass is always greener thing. But the first one would have to be burning you, though. Yeah, slightly. But maybe slightly. it's like it's like reasonably burning you versus the new one right. might actually really burn yeah, you. Yeah, it's like boiling. <laughs> and I'm then, curious to know. Further, the, the really, really hot one is going to be really, really hot, but eventually it's going to get nice and mm. normal. Because at the end of the day, the new job, the new career, the new entrepreneurial endeavor, the new business, the new relationship... Lonely land is going to burn you and it's going to be super painful, but eventually yeah. it might be wonderful. Yeah. You know, eventually so, the, the water cools down because you heat up. Exactly. In a way, in this analogy, at least, I don't know if it works. Way to go. Way. I'm very curious to know what the numbers would be. If you put a hundred people in that situation and obviously there wasn't going to be any massive pain, you're not going to get physically injured, but I, I'd be very curious to know what would the, the breakout of those 100 people would be? Because I think that would be a very interesting study, for sure. Maybe I would encourage everyone. What did you say? So maybe one day we can do it. We can find 100 people and yeah. conduct we'll do a study. study. <laughs> we'll conduct a study. Yeah, look at us we'll go. Put, we'll make an R&D department. And we'll uh, conduct was that research study. and development? Yes, sir. Nice, nice. You yeah. know where I learned that from? No. But long before I was this business owner that I am? Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight, when he talks about the yeah. where all the money has been going, R&D. And he, yep. yeah, then I was like, oh, what's R&D? Oh, research and development. Okay, cool. Yep. Batman's good. It's education. <laughs> you dig? <laughs> Speaking. What's your next level nugget, good oh, sir? Oh, my goodness. My, my next level nugget would be that. The, the uncertainty. If you feel regret, even though you believe at a deep level you made the right decision, I would argue that you're more... You're currently more nervous about the future uncertainty than you were the unaligned uncertainty of what you just left. And it's completely understandable. It's not a, it makes total sense. We've all experienced it in some way, shape, or form. This is why most of us, and this is my next level nugget, this is why most of us don't transform until we hit some sort of massive rock bottom. Yeah. We usually don't change until the pain of not changing is great enough. And sometimes that takes too long. So sometimes you might have to manufacture your own pain. And, and Emilia and I are talking a lot about something called a pain agitator. She says she wishes we could have an app where you could type in your habits, like what you do on a daily basis, and then it could tell you where you'll be in 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 mm -hmm. years. And then it will give you the pain or the pleasure in advance so that maybe you can make that that move now. I mean... Think about smoking cigarettes, something as simple as that. If if I could show you what that's going to do to your lungs in 20 years, you would probably quit. But we can't necessarily project that far into the future. Not everybody can. So I'm convinced that that's one of the things that has helped me tremendously is I just look 5, 10, 15, 20 years in the future and I go, oh, I have to change this. I mean, we just had a conversation right before this where I have to make a change. I know that because I'm not going to hit my goal if I don't. And it's the pain of that is great enough to actually make the move. So uh, that's my next level nugget is pain agitator. <laughs> pain agitator. Next level nation. As you know, every single month, the first Thursday of the month, we have a free monthly meetup. It will always be free. I can't anticipate ever wanting to charge money for it. Who knows? But yeah, I doubt it. This month for our 23rd, so almost two years in a row, how to communicate a vulnerable truth. Thursday, November 2nd, from 6 to 7 Eastern time. 
this is one of those opportunities where you can just show up and be yourself. You don't have to have your camera on. You don't have to participate. You can literally just be a fly on the wall if you want, or you can say, you know what? I'm going to go in with the intention of getting outside of my comfort zone, and maybe I'm going to ask a question in front of the group, whatever it may be. These calls are not recorded. They are totally private, so you can be safe, you can be vulnerable, and you can be your authentic self. If you... How do we... I always forget. The email you, or is the link in the is link in the show notes? Link the will be in the always, show notes, good sir. It always... It always jeffs me. The link will we be have a landing notes. page on the website for monthly meetups. Yes. Yep. And then so the link will be there's the a little notes. form where you put your name and your email, and then it emails me. Link will be in the show notes. Long story the, long. The link will be in the show notes. Also, if you, similar to that other client that I anonymously described, want to start, grow, or scale your business, monetize your business, I help a lot of business owners from all different industries, all different countries, all different backgrounds. I've, At this point, I've accumulated over 100 clients. I know that. And... Not not all at once, obviously, over the course of my coaching career. But the majority of them have been either business owners or aspiring business owners. So if you are looking for that, I can help you. Kevin and I have started and grown our own business. Um, we're going to surpass the half million dollar per year mark eventually, um, probably mid-next year, most likely. And we didn't get there because we didn't know what we were doing. I did. We got there because, yeah, we kind of didn't know what we were doing. But no, we learned no along the way. <laughs> I got there because you told me what to do. So <laughs> okay, that's perfect. Well, I've been studying business since I was a little kid. I'm obsessed with it. I always have been. And I'm going to help you grow your business and achieve your dreams. So please email me, alan at nextleveluniverse.com. My email is in the show notes. Just say, hey, I want in. I want you to be my business coach. I promise you, seriously, statistically speaking, I am the most affordable business coach I've ever personally seen uh, to a drastic extent. So it is more affordable than you think. Please reach out. Tomorrow for episode number 1,495, we are creeping up on 1,500. Next week we will be there. Should you fake it till you make it? I now more than ever think that the vast majority of people that you see on a day-to-day basis are probably faking it more than you realize. Someone asked me yesterday on a podcast, they said, what makes you guys and your business different? And I said, we try it to the maximum amount to lead by example. The, the reason we do an episode every day is because we want to be in the pocket of our audience every day. And if we say you can get a little bit better every day, I better be there trying to help you get a little bit better every day. So I would say we're on the very, very low end of faking it till we make it, but that hasn't always been the case for me. When I was younger, I'm sure I I did, so we'll dive into that tomorrow for episode number 1,495. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Keep learning from regret. Next Level Nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.